3: Hello and welcome to week 10 of the Foot Weekly Podcast. Now, as I mentioned last week, I had a funeral unfortunately on Monday, so this is a pre-recorded episode. What this does do though, is give us the opportunity to deep dive into a couple of key gameplay topics. In the full patron exclusive podcast, we're gonna be talking about how to stop people spamming through balls, whether you should go defensive to feel out your opponent at the start, and simple but effective skill moves. In this preview extended by the support of ExpressVPN, We're going to dig into the most effective players we've brought into our teams and really get into the 3-5-2, a formation which Japes is obviously a huge fan of, but Zolonius actually went 30-0 with in a recent weekend league. You can check out his full tactics on his YouTube channel, and a big thanks to him for having the commitment to come on with a cold as well. So I'm your host, Ben, and you're listening to the Foot Weekly Podcast, brought to you by FootEd and our patrons. Japes, uh, how are you doing? I believe quite well, actually, because (laughs) explain what happened just before we went on it.
2: This is the greatest start to a pod (laughs) in the history of great starts to the pod because I, you know, while we were, had a little bit of time to get going, I decided why not try my luck at some of the promo packs. And I packed the one and only Virgil van Dyke, which is, you know, just amazing. And what's what's really funny about it is I was sure I was going to get trolled because for my rewards pack, I packed both DeLict and (laughs) DeVry. So I'd seen the Dutch... And center back combo pack up, or pop up twice already this week. So I was like, wow, you know, this is like this is the icing. Doing it to me three times in a week. But I managed to pack the entire trio now with Van Dyke uh, obviously being a nice five hundred plus K boost to the squad. So basically like icon level boost, but given all the first owner objectives, I might just have to hold on to him. Yeah.
3: Very well, that, yeah, that is a good start. Zell Zelonius, you're the coach for Roma. Esports, I believe, and uh, we are delighted to have you for your debut on the podcast. Welcome. I'm looking forward to it. And you were saying just before you came on that you haven't had the luck of packing Van Dyke. In fact, you've had the bad luck of being ill over the last few days. So <laughs> That's okay. And in terms of the pro scene at the moment, there's been kind of a lot of controversial things going on around it, which we'll, we'll probably avoid because generally that's not what our listeners want to listen to. And there are plenty of ways that you can listen to more info about that if you want it. So I wanted to really pick your brains about the things that people want to hear about, which is tactics, tips, all those kind of things, because actually having you on with Japes is perfect because Japes has been running the three five two, bringing you together. We can have a good chat about that as well. I know you might not be using it so much because obviously the patch changed things a bit, but we can we can go into that as well. And I think Japes, you were saying you actually brought it back this weekend.
2: So yeah, you... I had a I had a poor, well, what I deem to be a poor start with the four four two that I'd been rolling with, and I just couldn't I couldn't seem to sort myself out or control the game, so reverted back to a three five two, and have had a lot of success so far. We'll keep it rolling for the time being and see kind of where I end up.
3: Cool. And then let's start then, Zalonis, with talking a little bit about your tactics and how that's kind of changed because you obviously, you know, they did the patch and everything. The 3-5-2 is a formation you've done a video on and uh, you you went 13-0 with it, which is pretty impressive, I think. If anyone had said that in the past couple of years, you know, going thirty no with a three five two, it would be pretty pretty surprising. This year it's slightly different, but still very impressive. What was your kind of thinking behind using that formation and, and why do you think it worked?
4: The most meta formation I think generally over the last few thiefs, I think everybody would agree would be the four two three one. That's always been very would agree. Yes. <laughs> I find that formation so boring. I don't enjoy how the formation plays, but it's effective. Hex used it, I think, a lot of the last Bucharest event when he won it. It's still very effective just because the flat back four, the two CDMs, it's just so solid and you still have a good amount of attacking options. I've always played my best FIFA when I've had two strikers. I just like the passing options you have, the one-twos you can do with them both. Hmm. I can use the four two three one 2 3 one like I hit 30 this year with the four two three one, 2 3 one but I don't know. is my job but I also like most people prefer my job when I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. don't have much fun in the four, two, three, one. And I was I think in the first qualifier, I got quite unlucky. I played Megabit and Pro Hunter. he both made the event and I lost on Gold and Gold, which is pretty harsh, but yeah, I still I went one and three, which still miles off qualifying. So I was like, I need to change something up, um tested a few things out. And then um have you heard of um, a guy called Mr Aubrey?
3: No, I haven't, actually.
4: He's a very good player. Div1 player, streams quite a bit on Twitch, and he's always been a big fan of the Five Two. Hmm. I was watching his stream one night, and I started experimenting with it a bit myself, and um, the attacking patterns that you can have in the 352 I really like. Uh, my favourite formation, probably when I played my best level of FIFA at a pro level, was on 18. I used the narrow diamond quite a lot. I just love the triangle between the cam and the two strikers. But I just find on this FIFA, I really struggle to defend at a high level in the narrow. I mm. uh, don't know what it is, but.
3: Do you think another thing around the narrow being less effective at the top level could be maybe that you can't like press very well wide because it doesn't really have yeah, any true. wide players? This year, find...
4: this year, it's very hard to keep the ball.
3: Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So it's, it's not very hard to, hard to keep get the ball hard. back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. very hard to it's get cool.
4: the ball back pressing. I think because they nerfed the second man press mm. and they tried to nerf the AI because of how strong it was on 19 problem with that is the balance between the AI being good, then when you make them worse, it also makes pressing worse. So if you go one goal down and someone's good at keeping the ball, which most people at pro level are, it's very hard to get the ball back. But um, the 3-5-2 has the three attacking options. It has the two CDMs that the four-two-three-one has, but then it also has a left and right mid who are very good at pressing because it covers, you cover every area of the pitch hmm. and the left and right mid, in turn with the camera two strikers, can when you're in possession can turn it into a five man attack. It creates some beautiful attacking patterns. But mm-hmm. then when you're defending, you can make the tactic so it turns into a five back almost with the left and right mid. Mm-hmm. I think the only real weakness really with the three five two, in my opinion, would be a high level in particular if people spot you playing it. If they counter really quick down the wings. Four, three, two, one just kills the three, five, two. If they have like the left and right forward almost turn into two strikers with mm. the act- the other striker, it's very vulnerable to counterattacks down the wings. But the three, five, two just, in my opinion, is quite a unique formation. Like the attacking patterns it has, but still very defensively strong and good at pressing.
3: And Japes, would you uh would you agree with that? I suppose you would.
2: No, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I think I, I think as a whole, I, you know, I. If I think way back, I can't even remember uh, what year it was, but I, in many ways, introduced the three five two Uh um, oh, here we go to no, some no, of the i am teasing at it yeah. i remember
3: i think the team that you used was like a silver bundesliga team no?
2: that's correct i started with a silver bundesliga team and found that i really really liked it and had a ton of success and so it's always kind of been one of those formations for me that i i just have like a keen eye towards that i really always like trying and want to do well and i think also it has the fact to do with i was a center back and when i played in real life and so why not have three center backs if you can being the (laughs) they're the you know most important position on the pitch but uh i think for me it's just exactly what zelonia said i think it's extremely well balanced and it creates a variety of ways that you can attack i think the 412 and 2 narrow for me is i've never been able to be successful with it because i feel like it's a muscle memory formation where it's very you attack in the exact same way over and over and over again and it's not about creating like necessarily a beautiful attack where you score some really nice goals I think it's more about creating a high quantity of chances using the exact same style of build-up over and over and over again and just kind of beating your opponent down that way and if you're quick twitch and you can react and play at that level it's consistently been you know super strong for people over the years but for me it was just I'm, I'm not a quick twitch type player so a formation that I've always sort of struggled trying to play. And so this year it, uh, I was able to play the 442 pretty successfully and got myself verified, actually, playing the 442. Um, oh yeah, we haven't actually mentioned that on a, the
3: pod because you you did it just uh, after right. the last pod that you are on. So yeah, congrats.
2: Yeah, thank you very much. I uh, hit the Twenty-seven and two. I just didn't even play the last game because I was so pleased to just get that twenty-seven. <laughs> you know, naturally, held my team of the week packs super disciplined and waited for this messy team of the week. And I think the best player that I packed was who was it? Payet, maybe, mm. which was just wow. so disappointing. I, I did get red uh, Teos, so that was Alex Teos. Oh, that's not best. Yeah, that was pretty. He's good. Re- he's pretty um, really good actually. I've
3: been using him. He's.
2: Yeah, he's, he's solid. So, um, he's, he's been playing left mid for me, uh, at the moment, but play the 442 and uh, this, the start of this weekend and last weekend, I just couldn't, it just wasn't clicking the same for me. And I, I picked it up because I was watching, um, some Marcuso on Twitch, who I think has quite a enjoyable play style for the most part. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least this year from what I've seen. So I was like, oh, you know, this looks actually really well balanced and he's creating a ton of attacks. And that was when I'd sort of started to stagnate in terms of the, the attacks that I was building from early on playing the three-five-two. And I think it's just I got in my head too much and was dependent on... Messy being messy in a way, mm-hmm. having Messi in my team, and then just sort of like getting it to him and hoping I could just like spin around. Mm. But so far, switching back, it's been great. Two strong holding midfielders, and to the point Zeloni has made, I think you know when you when you create the opportunity to have essentially a five back with your two midfielders sitting in front, it's it's really pretty challenging to break down. And I've found that tweaking defensively, tweaking the width to be a bit higher. Uh, has solved for kind of that problem against playing wide formations. So,
3: so far, so good. Nice. Yeah, it's interesting that you sort of used it and then you went away from it and then you came back to it. But then, it, obviously, you did get your best result with the four four two.
2: I know. So I don't know what the debate is. I think the other thing for me is like, ideally, I'd love to explore some of the other three back formations or some of the five backs. Like, I think the the five three two is an interesting formation. I just don't know how I'd set it up to play the way I'd want to. And I I say it's interesting because I like the concept of if you take the 4-4-2 and the 3-5-2 kind of as a combination, obviously, with the 4-4-2, you have the four flat midfielders. And in my head, and the two strikers, and in my head, there's a way to get the 5-3-2 to play almost to where you have the five flat midfielders or you have those four flat midfielders depending on the side that you're attacking from with the two strikers so you shouldn't have to lose too much in attack still having those two strikers and then defensively obviously you can get everybody you know kind of more congested and backed in and you can defend with five instead of four but i i think that'll be have to be something that i toy around with uh maybe over the holidays when i have a bit more time to play fifa
3: and in terms of sort of switching between formations uh, Zell, what made you switch away from the three-five-two then?
2: I think a uh, high
4: level in particular, I just don't think it's the most consistent formation. Attacking-wise, it's not far off the best formation I've used all year.
2: Let me, let me ask you this real quick. Which uh, When you were playing it previously, what centre-backs were you using?
4: I had Scream Adama right back for chemistry, but put him at right mid. And then I used Otamendi, Scream because so I was connecting him to Aguero. scream Robert Gnoli. I think I put him in the middle centre-back because his passing is so good that he can dictate the play from the middle centre-back. And then he connected to Theo Hernandez is in form. As an outside centre-back, he had, like, low 90s pace. I think he has like, 84 strength. So he still feels, when he's six foot, six foot one, he still feels like a big, strong centre-back.
2: I was just curious, because I think for me, recently I've... Uh, I don't want to say upgraded, but my, my central defenders have gotten better. And now that there's been a little bit more pace introduced into the game or you have more options, it's felt even easier to defend again. And those counters that uh, you were mentioning that I struggled defending against as well haven't felt like as much of an issue. And I don't know if that's indicative of how other players have shifted their attack in terms of not trying to rush it up the wings as much or the, the amount of players that play your 4 or four three three 3 3 seems very low. I think, part, um, I think part of it is that one of the things that I've struggled with a bit this FIFA is I don't really feel
4: like there's a consistent meta. Like there's not that consistent a way of scoring. One of the most consistent things like talking about is pace. But because so many people care so much about winning, they just play this probably the most defensive, consistent matter is defend behind the ball with four two three one. They nerf the drop back and make it a strike, so strikers on come back on defence don't sit on the edge of the box still. But the four two three one only has one striker, so everyone but that striker drops back. So when they do that Pace counter attack is not quite as good. If that makes sense. So in the three five two, counter attack isn't as big an issue to worry about against someone who's playing the ball in four two three one drop back counter attack with pace. It's still a threat, but it's not as big an issue because the outside cams who normally would be the counter attacking threat are on the edge of the box, so they can't just instantly penetrate the three.
2: I think that's a great point. I think that's probably why I haven't felt like it's been as big of an issue. For those pod listeners that have done scream PK, he is by far my favorite middle centre oh, back yeah. of a three five two. I love him. I use him at the moment in my team.
3: More discussion around the most influential players we've used and the three five two coming up in just a moment. Now, though, it's a chance for me to thank ExpressVPN who've made possible the extension to this week's preview of the Foot Weekly Bonus Patron podcast. In the internet age, it's easy to feel like you have all the freedom in the world. The truth is, however, we've never been monitored more by governments, ISPs and ad companies. In fact, all UK internet service providers have to keep records of your online activity for 12 months. This includes all the websites you visit, apps you use and your private conversations. That's why we protect our online privacy with ExpressVPN. Wherever you are, whether you're at home or on public Wi-Fi, if you don't want your ISP or anyone else snooping on your data, you've got to use a VPN. And this doesn't just affect people in the UK. In the US, ISPs can even sell your data to advertising companies. ExpressVPN is super easy to use. Just download the app on your computer or phone, click connect, and like magic, you're connected. You can use the internet just like you would normally. but With ExpressVPN, your data is encrypted and your IP address is masked. Having experienced various different VPNs when I was living in the US, ExpressVPN is definitely the best in my view. And right now, with this exclusive link for Foot Weekly listeners, you can get three months free with a one-year package. Just go to expressvpn.com foot. So that's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot foot. While you're punching in web addresses, why not go to bit? Ly slash morepod that's bit.ly slash morepod where you can become a patron for just three dollars a month and you get all the bonus podcasts that we put out and they'll be ad free and early too the full podcast will be in the description let's start again with a question from klutz what player have people found to have the biggest impact uh, on their team
2: yeah it's like uh, Messi and young having been in the longest but i think that also says like The impact they have means they're going nowhere in my team. I think PK, honestly, I would not have said that about last weekend. And in fact, last weekend, I made a point of benching him for the latter half of my games because I didn't like the way he was playing with Van Dyke. I still had Van Dyke last weekend. So my, my center back pairing was P- uh, screen PK and Virgil van Dijk. And I don't know what it was with the maybe it was it probably had something to do with the way I was playing, but I or, it felt like it was more to do with the work rates with PK being high, medium and van Dijk being medium, medium that. PK just sort of like hung out almost in midfield and neither of them was too concerned with getting back so I like I was like you are out of my team in terms of other players that I feel like have had a big impact um I packed that uh, road to the final Allen in my pre-order packs uh he's been good I am using the 89 Eusebio but I think everybody knows that he's solid. I wouldn't say bringing him into my team was like totally game-breaking and game-changing to the point of where he's worth the 4.6 million coins or whatever he's at right now. I really loved the Scream Insigne. I felt like he was a major, major boost to my team. Uh, But depending on the formation you're playing, I think the way I'd answer this question is this. Uh, Based on your formation, based on your tactics, there are certain positions that are just more important, um, and I'll use the four-four-two as an example. Like you know, if you've got some like decent pacey strikers, that's going to go a long way for you. But if you have weak central midfielders yeah, yeah. that are not well rounded, you are in trouble. And when you get a great central midfielder in there, the difference that player is going to make for you is going to be unbelievable. so I think I the depending on the formation that you play depends on you know where you should be spending your coins on a player that's truly going to make a difference and I
3: think you know you talked about the 442 I mean having played the three five2 a lot myself it's difficult if you don't have a huge budget to bring in players who actually will operate as really good wide centre-backs, unless you use, say, I mean, you mentioned actually on Twitter, so, Carvajal, like you've used a yes. right-back there, and actually your set then using full-backs works a lot better. A lot of people tend to put their full-backs in the right-mid and left-mid slots, and I actually find, personally, you're probably better off putting a left-back and right-back in, in the two wide centre-back slots, although you do normally have another centre-back you need to fit in somewhere, so generally... I,
4: I agree yeah, with that, because the problem is most left back and right backs can't shoot
3: yeah exactly Yeah, and you don't a really want point, a, yeah. And
4: they're a little bit clunky sometimes so you don't want a position where your left or right mid gets in front of goal and shanks it wide or something mm. because they can't shoot
3: yeah I agree and it, I think this is a, a, a question more about the individuals and, and you went through some there Jake, so we'll get back into that but Personally, you know, I was going to say Neymar. He was amazing for me when I brought him in. Oh, he's, yeah, people, he's an obvious one, but people absolutely love him, and there is a reason he is fantastic. And um, playing him sort of attacking midfield behind Ibrahimovic, but I'd say actually, Scream Ibrahimovic, who I reviewed last week, so I won't go into it, is the player that really kind of, I guess, had a big impact because he could he trying to change the way i was playing he he allowed me to play with a target man and he's a very unique player that you really don't have any other let's other players let's like. do it
2: let's do it this way for the sake of trying to keep this as uh centric to maybe as many people as possible let's like break it down and name a player under 100k a player probably 100 to 250 250 to 5 and 5 to a million how about that okay, i like that Maybe maybe may go one one Zelonius for you, <laughs> being uh, like the more pro mentality. Why don't you take a player over five hundred or five hundred to a million that well, you maybe think is worth it? The,
4: one of the cheapest that I would start with? Would be Sagan. absolutely ridiculous. I don't get why he's so good. I feel like this is the first FIFA where I've really noticed the high keepers being amazing, and I've played people who've had. A team worth a few million coins, then they've got Ariola in there and I'm just thinking, what are you doing? Because <laughs> the Sagan is so good whereas the, do you know those finesses you hit in the box mm. where it's hard to do when I'm not on video but the keepers just the really bad keepers do like a weird animation where they just kind of
2: Oh they like flaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They like flutter at the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereas
4: the Sagan just punches it for a corner. Yeah, or yeah. even captures some so the cheap ones I'd say Ariola and Stoker. In terms of the higher-end players, um, I'd probably say Noma Quick, he's got the weak foot, which I feel like at a pro level, everyone really rates weak foot. Whereas when I play a weaker league against lower league to good gold players, Mm. they don't seem to value the weak foot as much. I think weak foot is the biggest stat for um, attackers. Obviously, if a player wants sprint speed, acceleration would be useless, but... We're assuming most of the players at the higher end have pretty good pace shooting. The weak foot's really big net, but I don't really feel they, the name as of weakness.
2: Yeah, the weak foot, I think at like a pro level and for those of you guys listening, if you don't consider weak foot, I think to me the the simplest reason for it being important is it just allows you to be unpredictable. Yeah, that's um, what I was
4: say,
2: yeah. yeah so i and I think you know, when I think way, way back to Like old FIFAs when Ultimate Team was really just getting going and people weren't as familiar with all of the different players, and you didn't necessarily have to use meta players, I suppose, to succeed as much. You were at a distinct advantage if you knew what the players or what your opponent's players' strong foot was, Mm. like across the board. And so, at a pro level, the meta players, and more so with just how FIFA's turned into a much more meta game, everybody knows what a player's strong foot is for the most part and with the five-star weak foot you can't uh, it just makes it so you can't predict which way they're going to have to turn to execute an action more effectively
4: also means you're not forced into um, let's say you get one-on-one with no one near you or you get space in the box you're not forced to put it onto a foot from a certain angle where you might not get a good animation like shooting Mm. it's mostly about trying to get the right animation. So you know, like the near post is probably the best shot this year. Mm. Mm. If you're on a weak foot, like, so I, my two strikers are Aguero and R9. Four-star weak foot this year is just no, I feel like it's the worst it's been in years. Mm. So Aguero, when he gets near post, uses if he's slightly to the left on his left foot, he just doesn't get that same animation that a Neymar would. Even though Neymar's shooting's not as good, that weak foot just means he's not Yep. rely as much on shifting onto the strong
3: foot. The other thing people really underrate is that it, it does also affect passing. I'm almost 100 percent sure. So if you're passing off your weak yeah, foot, uh, it makes true. a big difference. The one thing I had a problem with with Militao last year. I really liked him, but if you passed off his off his left, it was Still a, a little bit. A yeah, yeah, and and even with a three star. On, and the the stat hit that players take on their weak foot is pretty big. I think. I think it came still has a two-star this year. It, it was something like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the stat hit that you take on week for actions or like passes and shots. It's like, if, it, if it's a three-star, I think it's like 60% of that stat or something yeah,
4: like that. 40% at two-star. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. So it's a really, really significant thing. There was a guy who won the uh, patron summer cup, basically, that we did. Had a team that he was running in weekend league, which had every player... I think I think it might have even been every player, apart from the two centre-backs and the right-back, had five-star weak foot. It was a pretty good team, actually. Like he had a lot of fun with it, and it just stops you having to think, basically, which way you're going to go every time. So he said it was uh, liberating to use. Should we say. Let's just uh, quickly wrap up, because we mentioned sort of high-budget options. But at the lower end, I mean, I'd put Ibrahimovic in the category of a game-changing player, at the lower end you know 200k ish but you know you need some icons to make that work with icon swaps i guess it's less of a concern but who would you say japes is a great player maybe someone you've come up against rather than someone you've used under 100k
2: i mean i hate playing against ben Yetta. Mm. Oh, He's yeah. and again it's that five-star weak foot but he's he just feels so dumb that he can finesse anything in seemingly from anywhere so he's he's just like every time i see him still in a team at this point in the game i'm i just sort of like Roll my eyes, and I'm like, oh no. You know, you occasionally you'll come up against a guy that's got a bunch of icons in his team, and then he's got left left wing Mbappe, the inform, and maybe it's red. And, you know, rather than using like an icon striker, you see that 85 inform Ben Yedder, and you're just like, it's just uh, like
4: slightly worse name out, huh, to be honest. The player that yeah. I put in the <laughs> higher price, and Ben Yedder is just a bit of a worse version, not quite as quick, bit worse dribbling, but he has like 91 finishing on the inform. Mm, no,
3: he's really good. And uh, I would throw out Dembele, Osman Dembele is just, I mean, you know, the five star, five star for, for the price that you can get him now, what is like 20K or something. I was comparing him to the Sancho card, the, the road to the final one, which is like 86 rated. And Dembele is just better than that card, which is like 200 something K. And, uh, you know, he's got an upgrade on his road to the final course as well. And it is a really good card, but, uh, you know, the road to the final card. Yeah. Yeah, use that. Uh, Do you like him
2: better than Messi? Uh,
4: so for me, he plays right mid. As a right mid, I'd use him instead of Messi because he just has that out-and-out pace mm. and the weak foot from a wide angle to turn. Like His role in the four four two for me is getting behind with the pace, LB dribbling to cut inside, and on the wing you can just go either to the touchline for a cutback or inside for a finesse. Mm. So as a right mid, I'd use him, but as a striker or a cab I'd go Messi to mm. But Dembele
2: we'll get upgrades, etc. Mm.
3: Yeah. He's going to be, uh, Yeah, going to be really good if they go far. Really, really good.
2: His upgrades are going to be so like, that's going to, that's going to be one of those cards that you just see creep into more and more teams. Mm. Cause I think, I think Barca actually looks like they could do some damage. Mm. Do you remember um, his Dortmund team in the season? Yeah. I think it was yeah. 17 it was so or So good. Yeah. He, he was so five star, five star back then
3: as well, wasn't he? I yeah. Think. He was mm-hmm. unreal. duck, that- Yeah. Okay, well, let's um, take a break and we'll come back in the second half. I uh, want to ask you, Zell, about meta skill moves and a few other things around uh, how to beat certain tactics you come up against. You can hear all of that in this week's Foot Weekly Patron Exclusive Podcast. The full episode, along with all Foot Weekly bonus podcasts, is available for just $3 a month. It supports the podcast, keeps it going, and you get loads of fantastic perks. To sign up, just go to bit.ly slash pod. So that's bit.ly/slash/morepod. Finally, then, thanks to all of you, to FootEd, and to those icon patrons: Chris W, Gabe N, Martin M, Matt L, Anthony R, DJ FIFA player, Dominic, Hunter B, Rob P, Martin M, Stephen M, Dave B, Shane W, Blomda, also ran, Paul, Alistair, Dan W, Alan M, Sam M, Savage P, Matt H, Roger D, at Pace of a Tortoise, Andrew T, Legendary Fig, Jason BD, Hobius, Adam W, Neil M, Tenacious C, Christopher R, Jonathan P, Liam, Mohammed FC, Lee B, Stephen F, Craig M, Jimmy, Christopher L, Chris V, Cody R, Yannick H, and Andrew LM. A huge, huge thanks for supporting the pod, and I'll catch you again next week.